0: welcome back to kind of funny's teenage mutant ninja turtles in review as always i'm tim gettys joined
1: by the nitro rifle andy cortez kevin i didn't make a ranking so we're just gonna have to roll roll with the flow kevin.
0: i mean you
2: can make it now i can throw it in don't worry
0: big dog kevin Coello's here as well
2: <laughs> we're rolling
0: with the it's flow. christmas <laughs> in june joey noel
3: Rolling with the flow is what we're going with.
4: And of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Tim. Happy to talk with you. Happy to talk about this movie. It's finally time to talk positively about TMNT for once, Andy. Here we go. Here we go. This is Ninja
0: Turtles in Review. It's kind of funny as in Review, where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. Right now, we are doing Ninja Turtles and... Pixar in review you can get them on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com in video form if audio is more your thing search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you but if you want to get the show ad free if you want to watch it live as it's being recorded and if you want to be a patreon producer you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like donovan harkness and the protagonist did we appreciate both of you so very very much you won't have to hear the ads that we're going to tell you later about final fantasy 7 remake Intergrade and fairy of which i'm wearing their bomber jacket right now you can check that out later it's What's very that? fun exciting stuff thank you nick thank you i feel good about it but let's get right into it today we are talking about tmnt we don't got time for a whole series of words no acronyms baby you gotta love it a runtime of one hour and 27 minutes released on march 23rd 2007 based on its success sequels were planned but were canceled after nickelodeon acquired the franchise in 2009 rebooting the film series with the two new films starting in 2014 with I, Tim, michael i uh,
1: i'd like to think that it it stands for tumnut okay from now on
4: we're going to be referring to it as tumnut Tell me, oh, that. does that work that for sounds- you, Nick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that definitely works for me. Can I, ask, can I ask Andy a question before we go on? Yes, sure, sure. of course. Totally relevant important question. How long have you been drinking out of that cup for, Andy? Because that looks like, well, like my <laughs> Uncle Paul had a lucky cup. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> about this Popeye's cup that I yeah.
1: had? Yeah. I, I got <laughs> Popeye's today for lunch. I got okay. it, like I would love for it to have been since... <laughs> You know, two three two Wednesdays ago, but yeah. no, it is uh from we, the day, unfortunately. From
0: fourteen E three showcases cup? ago.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it was one of those like it was a cup that just stuck with him and then it turned into like a uh, he used to do like uh chew, like tobacco, so it would like yeah. be a spit oh, cup God. and oh, God, after he's, he's this. that went a direction mm. I didn't expect it to.
0: Like how is his lucky cup somehow nastier
4: than first time? Yeah. We took a ride at <laughs> Laughlin one time and I was like, I'm not riding with Uncle <laughs> Paul anymore. <laughs> Tumnut was directed by
0: Kevin Monroe, <laughs> a Canadian filmmaker best known for directing this and working on Hey Arnold. So there you go. Hey yeah, know. He knows oh, the thing, too.
5: about. Hey some characters, head. right?
0: Uh, music was done by Klaus Badley, who is also known for the Pirates of the Caribbean songs. Uh, this had a budget of $34 million and a box office of $95.6 million, which was really good for CGI movies not made by Pixar and DreamWorks at the time. Uh, the Bechdel test is a measurement of the representation of women in fiction. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. The requirement is that they must be named characters. This is the first movie we've done since we've introduced this that passes the test. Mm. During the climax of the film, Karai and April have an extremely short exchange. Mm. Each only has one line. After the Stone Generals demand, the Foot Clan join them. When Karai refuses, April asks what her refusal means, and Karai explains Mm. that the Foot Clan will help April and Casey find the 13th monster. Mm. And there it goes, our first pass. That was a
2: dope moment. You remember when they said that? And she was like, dude, we have honor. And it was like, oh... (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. now given our thoughts on TMNT I want to start out I'm really up on this movie I always have been and re-watching it I was a little worried it was going to be less than I expected from it but this really is easily the best of the Ninja Turtles movie so far but more than that I think that it's kind of a really it's like the best three sets of episodes of a Ninja Turtle show ever where it's kind of like less of a theatrical experience comparing this to other movies. Is it a good movie? And it's more, this is a really good, on the level of like a DC animated film type thing, where it's a different type of structure, but it allows you to get a little bit deeper with the characters, like really just allow them to be the characters they're supposed to be. I love the themes of a family falling apart, having to come back together. All the villains and stone generals and all that stuff, overcomplicated. It's never good when a big blue blast is coming out of a big building into the sky. And it's just like, Oh, I guess it has something to do with time and an ancient army. Like ugh, the whole beginning part with the exposition yeah. never, never good, but honestly it didn't really get in the way of my enjoyment of the movie because the stuff I liked from it was the focus, the stone generals and the bad guys was kind of just the dressing to get us where we needed to go. Love the dynamics between all the turtles. Uh, the rooftop scene between Leo and Raph might be my favorite Ninja Turtles thing ever period. Really love it. Love the fight. Love how it's built up. And I love the resolution of it. Um, Early when Andy, Andy was talking about the rooftop scene of, of rap. You thought like, it was this one. I thought you were talking about this. Um and yeah, I just kind of think that this movie is is it's a lot of fun. It's nowhere near perfect. Like honestly, I don't even want to say that it's it's great, but it's it's really good and I enjoy it a lot. And I was utterly shocked by the voice cast. Cause when you go down the line of who's in this movie, like who the hell would have expected Chris Evans, Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, Patrick Stewart. Like what the actual fuck. So Crazy stuff. Andy, what do you think?
4: Um,
1: I love the characterization of the turtles. I thought they were fun. I enjoyed all the same complicated stuff that we had on that rooftop uh, between Leo and Raph. Uh, just a really good portrayal of sort of, you know, a family not feeling like they, they obviously grew up together, but maybe they're maybe growing apart. And I kind of enjoyed all of those back and forths. But I'm with you. I still didn't like any of the general story about the generals. I found myself pretty bored with a lot of that. Um, when As soon as the movie starts off and it's the, the tale of this old sort of legend, I'm just I like, oh, man, I do not really want to watch this right now. But luckily, a lot of the humor and the back and forth between the turtles kind of brought me back. I enjoy their relationship. It's portrayed really well on screen the humor is pretty good i it, a lot of mikey's lines and more importantly are the funniest of them um he's just he's just a, a silly character and i enjoyed him i enjoyed Nolan north as raff uh that was a really cool portrayal of him but yeah when it comes to uh I can't think of his actual name. His name is Winters, but like the actual name of the general from back in the day. Your All mind. that stuff was just kind of boring and not great. And this is the most like if five out of ten is a mediocre, I would put this at like a five and a half out of ten. I think it's like barely above average. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about the Ninja Turtles, about Tom Nut. Thank you. Tom Nut. Kev, what do you think about Tom Nut?
2: Oh, God, I hate that name so much. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean. I hate you love it. As, as far as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies go, this is like there's a lot more care in this this one, I, I feel like and um, it had a lot of fun moments and I, I like that it's animated because it allows us to do cooler stuff but then, yeah, I, I'm right there with you guys where it's like all that the the 3,000 years ago part, like, just kind of like alright, cool, this is like, I wish they had pretty lame something a little smaller and simpler instead of something like a trans-dimensional portal that was going to open up <laughs> yeah. and an army was going to come through you know what i mean uh, but yeah i mean it also like we get through that that part of the beginning and then it's like suddenly we're in like central america and it's like what the fuck is going on and then you're like oh shit leonardo is just out there murdering people like, defending a, a village
1: thing, you know I mean? dude just murdering um i i, people. I I also want to point out that, like, I think this movie is pretty goddamn ugly for ninety percent of the way. Um, for it to be a movie from two thousand and seven, I thought it would be a little bit nicer in quality. But there's so many areas where the lighting just looks really, really bad, and you can tell it's a little bit lower on the side of budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it, it reminds me of um the way pre-rendered cutscenes in games looked back in the day. Um, yeah. Just not fantastic.
3: Yeah, it with looks that. Like a...
1: Real quick, go for a trip.
3: Oh, I was gonna say, especially specifically, April O'Neil reminds me of like those like straight to DVD like Barbie movies. Yeah, like just uh, the way she looks. I'm like, oh, this isn't great. The yeah, leader
1: like, of the Foot Clan reminds me of like baby's first 3D model in art class. Uh, totally. In, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that the the like character assets themselves and kind of just like the style uh, really does have that real cheap look. But I think the cinematography and the way that they frame the shots it's actually really Mm -hmm. good and it's just like so the quality of the art itself sucks but i liked the scale i liked the way the camera followed them for the action and it really allowed them to kind of be ninjas which was cool the amount of like rooftop jumping we get and like parkour type stuff like i thought they did a good job following the action and and making it feel frenetic and sneaky in a cool way that uh despite the the quality of the the art joy what do you think Uh about tumnut
3: I hate that name. I, I refuse to commit to this. Um, I liked it a lot. This is the first Ninja Turtles movie that we've about? watched. Oh, I hate you. Uh, where I feel like there was a very obvious, like character for each of the turtles and it's not just like oh they're all the same character and they just have different colors. Um I feel like they actually like each had an individual personality which I really like to see. Um I agree that oh, when I saw the opening I was like oh no it's gonna be like Wonder Woman <laughs> 1984. And I feel like I was just like not into it. But I actually ended that's up good really like a fear to it.
1: have Joe that's a good fear to <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> the fear of a of that <laughs>
3: Um, Yeah the villains and all of that i'm like i still couldn't really tell you like with the foot clint and that they were friends and then they weren't friends and they, i don't know It was just like i don't this is the least compelling part of this movie for me um but i now just want a real life teenage mutant ninja turtles with casey jones Chris Evans like we've been robbed <laughs> yeah. of that and that's upsetting. You know, funny
0: you bring that up that was actually part of the plan Sarah Michelle Keller was going to be April and Chris yeah. Evans was going to be Casey and the turtles would have been CG but Nickelodeon cool. bought it that didn't happen and the plot of the movie would have been uh, a continuation of this obviously Michelangelo would have kind of felt like he was the only one not growing with his brothers and he was mm. gonna go to the foot and the, <gasps> there, there was a, a render of the a poster they made for what tumnut 2 would have been yeah. and you see the sewer and the sewers open like it's just the, the sewer top open and the orange bandana is just lying next to oh me. that's cool
3: that's fucking sick
4: nick scarpino please tell me everything about tumnut oh man tumnut i'm gonna tell you what it's no Tum nut Turtles in Time. I'll tell you that right now. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, no, I like this movie. I, I you know, I watched it the first time. I was like, that was a really serviceable, fun turtles movie. And I think it was the first time I think I'd seen sort of the Ninja Turtles on screen, on a big screen like that, where they were the turtles that I wanted. You know, they needed to kind of nail them, running them on the roofs, being ninjas. Um, I think the fight choreography, and this is really cool, specifically when Raph and and, uh, and Leo fight each other in the rain. I thought that stuff all was really, really cool. Um it's It's very simple. It's a very simple, straightforward movie. And I think that that it suffers a little bit from that. I do I'm always the person that's like, this movie is way too long and I realize how absurd this next segment's going to sound, but it could have used about fifteen more minutes of 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 kind of f- finessing it in there, right? We didn't need there's just so many elements of this that just sort of come together. And I'm always sort of caught off guard by when we get into the third act. And we have this moment where they're about to sneak into this compound and then it just cuts to inside and then it cuts to them and they're midway through a battle. And you're like,
0: midway through a POD song and April's a ninja. <laughs> yeah.
4: And you're like, okay, I think maybe we could have developed that up. To, we could have led that up to that a little bit better. Um, and, you know, like there's, I, I think I'm just kind of tired of the Leo and Raph sort of dispute and having that be the main part of the B story. Um, and I think they, I think they missed some great opportunities here with like you know, April goes to South America and Leo's just there training and you're like, okay, well, it feels like there should have been a movie before this that led to that, that notwithstanding. He comes back and he comes back because April tells him to come back, but there could have been a better, there could have been a better way to do that. I.e. he saw the statue or or figured out something that, that led him back there. So he didn't go back because he wanted to be with his brothers. He went back because he was forced to go back because of the A plot and that forced him back into the B plot um but that's all kind of you know that's kind of nitpicking i think overall the movie was fine i think it was good i enjoyed it and i think i was you know halfway through it again the second time i'm like if we don't i'm pretty sure we're gonna put this top of the list but um it's cool to see them like that and i hope they make more animated movies like this no future spoilers i hope the next one's animated too Eddie cortez
1: i do want to point out that back in the day I thought that this is the coolest soundtrack ever. And I take back everything I thought, because I thought the music in this movie was so distracting and really felt like when you see the product placement, I'm thinking of like the product placement in Transformers, you know, and it's the obvious, like I'm holding this soda at this certain angle. But to hear so many songs that I recognize because I was very much into that scene, the kind of rock emo scene of the mid 2000s, And to hear them so prominently placed, it's like, this doesn't belong here. Why are you listening? Why is this fucking, like, 50-year-old dude who owns a diner with, like, one dude in the diner? Why are they listening to Cobra (laughs) Starship or whatever song it was that was playing at the time? And one of my favorite bands, This Providence, is playing in the background while they're kind of skateboarding. And it's, like, a little too loud. And then you get that uh, cute is what we aim for song, Joey, in the worst way possible. It's like, dude, this is, like this is not good we don't need to have this music so you know front forward it, it like just let the scene be the scene why it's distracting I I thought it was really bad and I was annoyed by a lot of it I agree
0: with you but the score is fantastic I love the score. Since oh, the score won, is great and I still do it is so good it adds such a good energy to all this the fight scenes and stuff and I love the credit scene the gym class hero shell-shocked uh hearing Travis McCoy rap out all the digital references I'm like yo this shit is 10 out of 10 but
1: I totally agree P.O.D. That's a cool. It's yeah. A say no more, man. Cool credit song for sure. But yeah, yeah, there are so many moments of I don't even know when that song played. What you got now? Got to Got to Give it up. It's like, dude, this doesn't belong here in this scene. Like, don't have it. So yeah, there's like it, one feel like it was loud where... enough to be seen to where the lyrics would be written out on subtitles. That's how loud wow. it was. <laughs> Good point. Good.
4: There <laughs> well... is the scene where he goes through the like at the beginning of it where Mikey is skating through the, sub, like, the sewers. That. And yeah. I was like that. That to me, well, that to me kind of makes sense because it's skateboarding. And that sort of yeah. And it's yeah. fun and it's cool. And then also, by the way, that setup because it's super, super, super fun. And then he gets back home and no one's there. And you're like, oh, that's sad. Like this kind of sets up the vibe of the whole movie, or like the or that that whole plot. But yeah, I don't know. It oh, yeah. felt like they were kind of salvaging stuff as they went with the soundtrack.
3: I will Ooh. also say I have a bone to pick. I think the sound editing in this was really bad. Like I tried to watch it on HBO and I felt like. I don't know if it's my TV. I don't know if it's a me thing, but I'm never one to notice shit like this. But the music and all of the like action noises felt so loud compared to the dialogue that I felt like I was going back and forth and back and forth. And I tried it on Voodoo. I tried it. So I have no, because I tried it on HBO. I tried it on Voodoo. I like reset a bunch of shit, but it was. Really, really annoying and like not fun, and that was the one thing that I would pick with this movie
0: because Joey was texting me uh, about it. She was like, Is the audio mix really bad? and I was like, It's definitely not. And I was watching on HBO, I busted out the Blu ray just to compare, and both were exactly the same. Yeah, so that, yeah. You know, it joke. might be sorry, yeah, probably we got to fix on
3: Yeah, I think it t- sounded great. So weird. Because, yeah, that's not shit that I ever pay attention to. But I was like, what the fuck is going on with You should this?
1: maybe try headphones. Like, do the do the headphone into the controller. I don't even know if you're watching on your console no, or not. No, I was but...
3: watching. I was. No, I had it on the. On mm, got it. Okay. Got it.
1: But anyways, this is the plot for Ninja Turtles and everything rhymes with Ninja
3: Turtles. I didn't
1: have a lot of time for her. <laughs> Red is for Raphael. Donnie's purple. I, I should never start that high because that part yeah. I can easily belt that note, but I gotta get real loud with it, and I just don't have that type of energy right now. I didn't have a lot of
2: time for So Red is for Raphael, Donnie's purple.
4: I like to imagine sometimes, Andy, you're in different venues when you sing the, these songs. And that <laughs> one was a coffee shop. You were just in a coffee shop over in the I corner. One a lot c- of
3: time for her, so. <laughs> forever, yeah. purple.
4: Uh, if you guys want to support, I'll be at the... Uh, yeah, we got <laughs> a Grove CDs in the back tomorrow night.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nut, 2007. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't pull a quote on this because there really aren't that many memorable ones. But we get Oh, sports, yes, so.
0: there is, dude. It the
4: me. final quote, the whole
0: final bit with Raphael is... I, I freaking love it. I get so many chills hearing it. And, I mean, there's the one line here where he goes, we strike hard and fade away into the night. That's the exact line they end the first issue of the comic with. And I was like, that's an awesome callback. But it ending with... well. Always be
4: brothers. I love being a turtle.
0: Let's fucking go, dude. Right, I that's love good. that shit.
4: you you can have that one. I'll give you that one. And now we start off with the exposition: Four Turtles, Four Brothers, genetically reborn in the sewers of New York, named after Lawrence great. Fishburne. Renaissance. Yep. Was that was that Lawrence Fishburne? I was like, that sounds like Lawrence Fishburne, but then I was yeah. like, as the movie went on, I was like, there's no yeah. way they just got him for that one V. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they sure did. Like, well. Named after the great Renaissance masters and trained as ninjas, they beat Shredder's ass. But now, three thousand years old, evil is is going to be the bad guy of this. And then I was like, "Oh, cool, excited to get right into this movie." But guess what? We're not. We got more exposition. Why we started off with that? Beyond me. A warrior named Yautel wanted to conquer the world. Hi, I'm Yautel. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin has his hand raised. Oh, sorry.
2: So, is this connected to the three movies prior? Like, are we supposed I have to, to imagine,
0: right? So that's the thing is it is connected to the the prior movies. And it's one of those things where there are a couple lines and stuff that contradict a little bit here and there about where we're at. But the movie is considered by fans as a loose continuation of the original trilogy, ignoring the events of the television series Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, uh, but is really set in its own universe. Towards the end of the movie, several items are shown that reference the live action movies. So the the scene with all the shelves that Splinter... Is like putting things on. Uh, you see Shredder's helmet and staff from the first movie. We see a foot ninja mask from the, the first movie. The canister of ooze that mutated the turtles and all that them in the second one uh, that says TCRI instead of TGRI, which was, remember, the comic first movie thing, but there's a crack on it, so it looks like it could be either, depending on what you want it oh, to that's be. Smart. That's a fun nod. Uh, the Time Scepter from number three, Walker's hat from number three, Lord Norinaga's helmets and pieces of the armor worn by the turtles in the third movie. Yes. Kev, thank you very much for bringing that up. So, That's right. so yeah,
1: I'm also just very confused by General Aguila, General Gato, General Serpiente, General Santino, and hey, their the fifth brother is voiced by a man with an English accent named <laughs> Winters, who's mm-hmm. actually yautol or whatever, but it's like what. What's the disconnect here? Why oh, did, they got
4: they were like this? We got Sir Patrick Stewart, and then someone's like, right, hey. "Fuck all the Mexican lore yeah. stuff." <laughs> like, he's, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. Like, all the right, South American lore. who gives a shit? Yeah, we got we got uh, that Patrick was Stewart one that that, that stuff, really oh, kind oh. of threw me for a loop too. I was I was I was expecting them to bring in someone who was like, you know, had that had that had that more of a more of that flair yeah but, uh, like uh, le, no. le,
1: like uh i'm like, in my mind
4: immediately goes Antonio to no ben country Harris, no country for or, old men scary or like uh armada sante yeah because like we, we, you know, we, we have we have general gato
1: voiced by fred Tatasciore, general aguila by kevin michael richardson general serpiente by paula um mattioli uh Colonel Santino, John DiMaggio. Well he was
4: that. he was he wasn't one of the generals. He was the beginning.
1: Oh, uh, he was the Mexican guy played by John DiMaggio. Got
4: it. Yeah. He also, was the South American DiMaggio.
1: guy. Everything. Ben, John DiMaggio is incredible. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> you, like,
0: to, hey, spoiler alert real quick. This is a promotion for the Kinda Funny podcast happening later this week. Our guest episode this week is with Billy West, who is the voice yeah. of Bugs, motherfucking of everybody in Space yeah. Jam. And Doug funny himself <gasps> so this is going to be a fun one
3: are you oh, going to ask cool. him to sing banging on trash can
4: i no. mean i don't know i don't know Joe. you before. might have to pop in to do it yourself <laughs> he has a he has uh, a he has that in his right or no banging on a trash can sorry
2: <laughs> um, Tim, a quick question for you uh in the wall do you know what this uh-huh. thing is right in the middle right the the like weird head mask with tubes holes on the top
0: the head i do mask. not it's a beer it's, it's weird a, right it's beer the skinny one you're talking about? The looks right kind of like to a, the shield, a iguana face? Like
2: slightly above the shield. To the, to the top left. left of the shield? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, that? Yeah, no, I don't know what that is at all.
2: The the iguana thing is a foot, like.
0: Oh, yeah, mask.
4: okay. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: hanging. All right, well, hanging, just something yeah. think about. It. Just something to think about. Yeah, it. We'll Leave think it in the it comments hanging. if you think you know what it is.
4: <laughs> Hashtag Ponder. Tumnut. Ponder on mm-hmm. that. Tumnut 2007. Not to be confused with Tumnut 3 Turtles in Time or Tumnut 2. <laughs> Secret of the tumnut Uh-oh. ooze. <laughs> Why
2: did you call it this, secret Andy? of the ooze. You could have just called it <laughs> secret of the ooze, tumnut secret of the ooze, and it still would have been gross.
4: <laughs> Y'all are delirious from E three, man. I love it. I like this energy. Let's keep it going. Anyway, all right. So back in the exposition, uh, Yaodol wants to conquer the world uh, in his quest. You learned about a constellation. This is this is the the first part of this movie where I'm like, we gotta simplify this, right? He's got these generals. He learns about a constellation known as the Stars of Keegan, uh, Keegan, uh, which opens up a portal every 3,000 years when they align to the world of so unknown power. Days. He becomes immortal, but at a price. So he opens it up at a price. His brothers were turned into stone. Also, upon the portal's opening, 13 monsters were released into the world. Uh, are you following so far, Andy? There's going to be a test after this. Fuck. Andy? How many monsters were released into the world? Thirteen. You just passed. You just passed yes. the test. Kevin, give him his pride. His prize. Please send him some free points to Uber oh, Eats. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Warrior King was left to walk the earth, unable to die or forget his horrible mistake, and the monsters that were unleashed continue to plague mankind until this very day. Central America, present day. Someone yells monsters, but she's referring to Colonel Santino, played by John DiMaggio, who is intimidating some villagers for protection money. Uh, They get attacked by a ghost of the jungle, and soon Santino finds himself alone. But that ain't no ghost. That's a Ninja Turtle. Not a Ninja Turtle, Joey. The Ninja Turtle, in my opinion, Leonardo. Why? Because he was blue and he had swords, and I always thought those two things were way cooler than everyone else's.
2: Donnie was the coolest. Everyone knows that. It's a fact.
4: Donnie was was like the guy that you needed when your internet was.
2: Any Johnny, I can't any my stick, wifi signal's low. Any stick could become his weapon. Like mm-hmm. in any situation, mm-hmm. there's a fucking broom, boom. He had a thing. He didn't need swords I mean, or socks. I feel like
4: you break a stick in half, you got two swords. And he any, yeah, sticks, that, any stick not, can cook. Not,
1: hit that not. fucking hit that fucking giant rat, bat, monster with a stick. See how that's yes, gonna see work out happens. for you. See what's yes. happen there.
4: you. Gotta gut that thing like a fish with your katana blade. Yeah, anyway. gut it with gut it with a with a fucking Palo.
1: <laughs> the <fucking laughs> stick, dude.
4: <laughs> um, the next morning, Santino's Jeep rolls back into town with all the stuff they jacked from the villagers and Leo watches from the trees. And then one of the little boys is like, it's the ghost. And he's wearing like a cool like mask over him, but very much still looks like a turtle, which is awesome. And then April O'Neil, played by the venerable Sarah Michelle Geller, shows up the next day uh, to find him. The little kid asks if she knows the ghost of the jungle. She tells him he wasn't always a ghost kid. And the kid's like, "What? Okay, what does that mean?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> she loses her footing and falls down a cave. and not like her.
3: inherently all ghosts weren't always ghosts? They I were know, like it used to be a ghost. Some kid. other form.
4: And the kids like this, yeah, they used to be alive, and then when they die, they okay. become ghosts. That's exactly. the general mythos. Uh, Leo catches her and says, "You're a long way from the city, just to drop in," which is a good line. Leo, so, voiced by James Arnold
0: Taylor, who you might know as the voice of the main character in Final Fantasy X Tedis, but. Most recently, and always, is the voice of Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank.
4: Shut up. I love that. That
0: makes total sense. So so we have the voice, Leo and Raph. We have Ratchet fighting with Nathan Drake.
2: You know what's funny? Titus. 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 The guy that... (laughs) hate
4: you, Kevin. (laughs) It's uh, it's Tumnut. That's how it's pronounced, (laughs) Kevin. Tumnut. The guy that voices Donnie is in a bunch of stuff he's a character actor and i looked him up i was like holy shit that guy's been in a bunch of things and i can't remember his name it's like Whit- something whitfield mitchell anyway, whitfield yeah if you google him you'll be like oh, oh he's before.
3: barry and friends the one that marries rachel is that
0: is at that the what very he's from? Beginning. that's hilarious
3: mm-hmm. oh my god
0: that's the voice right. of michelangelo is a dude named
2: mikey that's pretty dope coincidence i think not
4: Life. truth is stranger than fiction uh, anyway <laughs> april's here on business she's looking for some statues for a millionaire uh, and I was like, I thought she was a reporter, but apparently she didn't yeah. know.
2: <laughs> she, so you here's the thing. She's a reporter. She has an antique you. house, all this stuff. <laughs> well, hold the on, hold on. <laughs> we can connect this together. She has an antique house. What is she going to find? Some antique statues. She found them. It made sense.
4: Makes mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then yeah, right. years <laughs> later, robots take over, and that's how we get wall That makes about as much sense as, as Cameron Kennedy's. Uh, Pixar report so or whoever close. knows it. Why do you so refuse to nato- refus- nato- listen
2: why do you refuse to
4: list data Sorry. 8-man-020-8 zero, zero. our report. I love here that go, interview. Like, it's turned into this,
0: like, subculture of shit that Gray Miller oh. doesn't even
1: fucking know about. I you know? God, he has no
0: idea. Oh, oh God. Forget everything you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry Anthony. Guys. We're sorry, <laughs> Anthony. No, Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> uh, anyway, April tells him things are worse for the wear, man. Donnie, the boys aren't doing so well and then we get a montage Donnie's working uh phone IT. I love this montage, by the way. Uh, Mikey's doing birthday parties as Cowabunga Carl uh, and is getting his ass kicked by little toddlers. But what a creative way to, like, have them go out and work, right, where he just puts the turtle helmet on and then, like, a little fake zipper and everyone just thinks he's in a suit, yeah, which is super little cool. little fucking
2: kids kicking him and then, like, on the floor. And it's like, the oh, stop. Right in the
4: turtle's right turtle suit. Yeah. Uh, Raph sleeps all day, but by night he fights crime. as an armored suit just like Shaquille O'Neal in Real how does, Steel. Um, how,
2: how does no one know that it was him? Like the entire movie, they're does. like, "What is he doing at nighttime?" Yeah, but he didn't know that Casey knew until like the third act.
5: So, like, what true. is he doing
2: at night? Why is he so tired? Also, did you hear about this vigilante? That only comes out at night. It's like, guys. Yeah,
5: you're, by the you're, way, you're, like, and really also smart. his. He's yeah, got the that biggest that fucking Batman skull doesn't go down on
1: women. Like, oh yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm.
4: revealed. Oh no. So Is it him and dj khaled they just both of them just don't yeah both the two of them thing. dude a lot of oh, comics the, now they might
2: be the same guy
4: uh, i've seen dj khaled play uh fortnite they are not the same guy <laughs> 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 they are not the same guy uh let's see raf by the way, was, was the Night Watcher? Is that a thing from the comics? Because it's really, really cool.
0: No, it's not. And that's the other thing that I think is kind of cool about this movie is the the Stone Generals and all that stuff for as bad as a lot of it is. Like, they're not really from the comics. And I thought the twist of him, like, not being a bad guy, him actually just trying to, like, die. To put things right. <laughs> And shit, I was like, okay, cool, there's elements here that are that are kind of nifty. But yeah, no, the Night Watcher thing is uh, unique to this. But what's cool about it, there's been different versions of Raphael going out and being a vigilante and dressing up. But as far as I know, not Night Watcher stuff. But I liked it. This movie gave that as a allowance to have Casey and him kind of go out and fuck shit up together, away from the turtles, in a much more like violent way, even if they don't fully show it. Um,
4: I also want to give a shout out, obviously I mean, obviously to the voice acting. We've talked about it before, but Nolan North doing raf is perfect and it's good because he has that perfect blend of like what i want raf to sound like while also maintaining the heritage of a little bit of daniel larusso and john travolta you know he's got these again the only one of them that has a new york accent for no reason whatsoever but it works in this because it's not overdone which is good they should get people should hire him more it's it's sad he doesn't work as much
2: canonically he's also the only one that like goes and explores the world at night, right? Like, he
4: actually so likes I, New York. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so, like, the other ones, they're either talking to each other or watching TV. So I feel like, you know, that's maybe why, but...
4: I feel uh, like Mikey just discovered weed, and that's just all that happened with him. Yeah, and Donnie's yeah. like, computers are great, and, every, you know, those computer kids, and they talk all the same language, Wi-Fi signals, Ethernet, Cat6. <laughs> kevin fix my those internet. are all anyway back in the that cave nick knows just by the way <laughs> yeah, wires fans fans cracking okay uh back in the cave cracking. rtx
1: 30 90 in IM. the last like six months he's learned all of these terms <laughs> gaming chairs andy's hair Pete. now i'm just looking at Andy's shot <laughs> It sounds like we didn't start the fire lyrics.
4: <laughs> and these hair gaming oh. chair PS5. <laughs> uh, uh back in the it's cave. A Monday. It is a Monday. This is great Monday energy. You guys you guys, by the way, this crew has brought it the last couple podcasts we've done together. And I Thank really you. respect that and appreciate that. Great. Uh April tells Leo his training period ended a year ago. What's he doing there? Master Splinter sent him there down there to be a better leader, but he still thinks something is missing. April tells him his brother lost without him except Mikey who seems to be really have figured it out with this whole living a double life is Kalbunga Carl uh that was me night, I didn't say that um and I love that that he comes back parks the car in the little thing with the sewer grate and then goes down there it's cool um I, and he heads back in there to shred the narnar. and I like this scene I don't care what Andy says
2: shout outs to no,
4: he's out. dope never what do you have to say
2: just shout out <clears throat> to Kawabunga Carl like that's a solid name Solid, you know perfect, it does perfect, the job perfect. really well it's a
4: funny concept too, and yeah, yeah the party van like uh, so many good ninja Turtleisms in I, one i love scene. it i, I love, love i love that van. the van is just a beat up piece of shit van but it looks like the old van like the yeah. yellow and green and all yeah. that stuff think yeah. like that's so cool it's a fun little like it's good uh, of course Hiley when he gets back there the like, like we talked about access. before cool scene love the way this is shot love the cinematography Him just shredding everything and like jumping down the holes and all that stuff but when he gets home of course it's dead quiet because no one's there and he says whatever this place used to be fun it's sad Mm-hmm. Uh, my he watches a news report about the night watcher and reminisces with donnie about the glory days and then raf and donnie argue about what they should be doing with their lives um and i put i put it here shout the fuck out to nolan north as raf anyway uh splinter comes i was gonna try to make fun of his accent on this but it just seems not the right time maybe we'll get that later when we get a, a little quote from him and i could do it.
0: hey mr kata i don't know what's going on <laughs> um my entire life kevin's been donatello but it has never been more clear than this fucking movie the scene of him with the screens in front of him did you guys not immediately get flashbacks yeah, in the go. studio where he's like that's kevin
4: no it didn't it didn't really pop for me until he has that one person where he's like ma'am i'm not being aggressive my tone is not aggressive you're reading it as aggressive but it's not aggressive
2: <laughs> he wasn't being aggressive it's that just turn it on and off again it's not that hard mm-hmm. Because yeah. they turn on the screen on and off, and that's not the computer. You know what I mean? People yeah. don't know yeah, the, the difference the a lot of They're times. Dumb. You guys, it's They're frustrating.
4: I'll tell you right now, guys: power cables, AC adapters. You know what I mean? Exactly. Seventy watt power peeps.
3: Tim has He's talked no about how he and Kevin and Cool Greg ha- were like Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. and like each had their own character and this is the first movie where i've understood which one each of them are and i was like i finally understand no, wait, is, this. this is greg
4: raff or is he is he mikey
0: He's Mikey, that. but there's elements of Raph. That that like as we've grown up, it's become exceedingly clear that depending how the light hits him, it's either red or orange. You know okay. what I mean? I
4: get because <laughs> right, at least one open. I was thinking maybe James Burke could be like <laughs> no. Raph a little bit. There, but like, oh dude, if you he see? wants,
2: he could be our Casey. But that's Ooh. as far as I'll let him get.
4: Ooh. Oh, James Burke is case- <laughs> he
5: Casey. He could be Casey. Oh, I love it. That's super fun. Uh, it's such Splinter a Casey back
2: move, in. you know. <laughs>
4: And I want to give a shout out to the voice actor here, who I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but his name is Mako. He goes by Mako. And so, I know him from Conan the Barbarian, where he was the, the wizard slash narrator. He's a
2: fucking He was <laughs> Avatar the Last Airbender. Beautiful. He was, he was oh, in really
0: some in review. We did this year, but I, I couldn't. I was looking at his Wikipedia and I couldn't find anything. But he's I been remember so talking he's about been in him.
3: So many things.
0: Yeah. So, things, so he he's yeah. dope as hell. Uh, he was actually announced as Splinter at a Comic Con and died the day after that so that's really Damn. sad it was, it.
4: Uh, yeah
0: so the movie was dedicated to him because that's it's
4: really cool. cool um he tells donnie that his brothers are hurting and he must learn to be strong when they are weak and you're like okay that's a cool little thing maybe this movie is going to be out donnie and then we never hear from donnie again april wives back rise back home and supervises the delivery of a big crate but guess what The person she's supposed to help deliver that with is not there. So she calls Casey, played by Chris Evans, and wakes his ass up from a midday siesta. He is apparently going out at night, also as a vigilante. Uh, They deliver the statue to Winter Tech, which is cool. And Casey accidentally knocks over a vase, and the place goes on lockdown. And I'm like, hmm, I bet that's going to come into play later when the climax of this movie happens in this lobby. And I was right. Up in the (laughs) penthouse, April delivers the fourth general to uh, Mr. Winters, played by Patrick Stewart. Uh, they open the crate and look at the statue of General Aguila, uh, who they mispronounce, and he says, and Patrick Stewart corrects them, and, and Casey almost knocks over another priceless artifact. He's a doofus. What April a and Casey, Eve and Karai, what's up?
2: Uh, I was just saying, he's such an idiot. Like, couldn't be there on time. Like, why is she dating him? You can do better. He's
4: hot. Because he's hot. You know what yeah, I mean? You get those abs. He yeah, got the height. He yeah. got the hair. He's got everything going why on.
3: He bring he's got, got a good guy. heart too. He's a he's loser. Not just dude. Hot.
4: The fucking loser. Yeah, but you know what? You know what it is, guys. Himbo energy. Got, April's got her shit yeah. so put together that she's just hey, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a boy toy. She's yep. like April. Let's 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 take stock of who these two people are. April, Pulitzer Prize winning um know uh, newspaper that. news You're reporter. That up. Right. You're making yeah. it up. also has a world renowned antiquities dealership. Just like uh, j- uh you know, like like enough of that like billionaires pay her to go down yeah and and find statues and she just wants a little piece of casey on the side dude i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
5: give
0: her on the side does she get the casey on the side we'll have to find out in a second let me tell you about our
5: sponsors This show is brought to you by Faraday brand. Can it be, it's finally summer, and we're actually gonna have a real summer this year. So naturally, we started thinking about looking good after a year and some change, because we're going places. This summer is what Kinda Funny is calling Hot Boy Summer. You saw my jean jacket, you see the haircut, we're doing it big this summer. And that's where Faraday comes in to make the perfect clothes for summer. Faraday is a family run brand making high quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. You know when you're searching for that ideal summer outfit, that set, that shirt, that dress that feels like you've had them for years. Maybe it's in a gorgeous print and it fits so perfectly that it feels almost too good to be vintage, but still looks like it might be. Well, that's Faraday. Tim Geddes is the most stylish person I know, and even he loves Faraday brand clothing. And they're so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving all our listeners 20% off. That's 20% off. So stock up on all your clothes for the summer now. Head to faritybrand.com and use code MORNING at checkout to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code MORNING at farity f a h e r t y brand.com for 20% off we're also brought to you by final fantasy 7 remake Integrade. it's time to join the resistance because final fantasy 7 remake Integrade for playstation 5 is here the shadowy shinra corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own gain but all is not lost the mercenary cloud strive teams up with tifa barrett and Aerith to take shinra down whether they succeed depends on you We are so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. this definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake has expanded graphical, gameplay, and system enhancements, and it brings Final Fantasy's visuals to a new level. It's got more realistic backgrounds, it's got better lighting, it's all around beautiful to look at. Integrade also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4k and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second. On top of it, Integrate even comes with episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu Tai Ninja Yuffie as the main character. Plays Yufi as she conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Play as new characters, and enjoy an expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat editions. And if you've already bought Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4, you can download a free enhancement for the PS5 console. Episode Intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade. Buy Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated for PlayStation 5 today. Go to squex.link slash remakekfms. That is sqex.link backslash remakekfms.
0: And now that we're back, can I just give a shout out to Karai? I love Karai, and I love that this movie did the DC animated movie thing of just like, yo, there's a bad guy. She has a backstory. Like, just keep up. Like, that's it. There's yeah. not really an explanation. They don't really get into it. If you, Understand know, you know, she's a
1: successor. Yeah. Yes.
0: And that's the thing I do know. In the original comics, she was dope. She was always one of the highest ranked uh of the, the Foot Clan, and in, in a lot of the, the storytelling, actually, she's higher than Shredder, which is pretty cool. But in more modern tellings of everything, she is Shredder's great descendant. Uh, that wasn't her original origin, but it is probably the most like iconic, like at this point, when people think her eye, they think great, great, great granddaughter or whatever uh, of Shredder, and she's just super cool. I love her. I think she's always kind of had uh, a better character than Shredder, because Shredder's kind of one note when it comes to a lot of the stuff. Uh, but in the way that Shredder rivals uh, Splinter, Karai's always been kind of Leonardo's right there when he's not fighting his brothers, but like this. She was in this movie, and I thought that her and the foot ninjas for the first time were like ninjas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. kind of given the, like, control signals and them all just, like, sputtering around. I was like, this is cool as shit.
4: Yeah, I, th- I always think it's nice when when you have you know, sort of like the an- the, the antagonist or whatever the organization is that are quote unquote the bad guys be capable. And she felt very capable and the Foot Clan felt very capable. And I also, I also think it's cool that they're not necessarily the bad guys in this, right? They're just getting hired to do this job and they have honor. And when she's presented with that, like, hey, we can give you more power. She's like, no, the Foot Clan has honor. Like where we work for winters and so we're going to help the turtles out now. And I thought that was kind of a cool thing, but we'll get there in a sec. Of course. Uh, right now, she has snuck in after April and Casey leave. Hopefully, Casey didn't break anything else on his way out. The doofus, but man, those—that's—that's—that's you know <laughs> I mean? that's, that's America's ass right there. You know what I mean, Andy? <laughs> Get that going. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he needs the real long on. chin too. Real long chin. Very long chin. You know they say about How? guys with long chins—they have long a hard time wearing helmets. straps. Hmm. Um, Tim, nothing from Tim on that one. That was just a blank stare. I, uh, my, anyway. audio, my my audio
0: cut
1: out for the last like
4: it five seconds. He's making it a bad don't worry joke. It's it a bad. You can bad go back album. and watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, no, I don't know what I was just making. Uh, anyway, Winters needs the foot Clan to Be uh, his eyes and ears. He has some friends coming to town, and he'd like them to roll out the red carpet, greet them warmly, and bring them to me. And then, high above the streets, we see a gargoyle eat a pigeon, and it's freaking. Maybe, the animation maybe just terrible.
2: explain that they're monsters. You know what I mean? Like, was he afraid that there was going to be a different charge?
4: I don't know. Maybe he was like, they're going to upcharge me. You know, it's one of those things where you hire someone and they're like, yo, you didn't tell me it was 10 days. But, like, maybe they'll just suck it up and do the job. And you're like, cool, because I only pay him for one day. You know? That's terrible. You make money. You make money. (laughs) No, I don't know, actually. (laughs) But, yeah,
2: they were were just Uh, hired to, like, be the eyes and ears, right? Because he had his little four
1: yeah, statues. Like, right. it, imagine getting hired for such a complex thing, and then having, and then then being like, "Well, what are we looking for?" You know. And then Winter's like, "When you see it, you'll know." Okay, like you're mm-hmm. paying us money to do this thing. Mm-hmm. We kind of need to know,
2: like, this can't be left up to
1: speculation. Yeah. Then it's gargoyle, <laughs> it's and it is a guard. You're like, we wait don't, a minute. Know what we're looking for. I'm that's pretty like sure of- that's what he was talking about, but fuck, like <laughs> I mean, it's just me and my three homies. We should have brought everybody, you know? That's gonna be be more gas money. We're
4: gonna have to invoice him more, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I I originally thought it was like maybe he's talking about the turtles, and then it cuts to the gargoyle. I'm like, okay, he's trying to capture the monster monsters. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Uh but also anyway. how long have these monsters just kind of been out here? And 3, why are years.
2: they suddenly like meeting up in New York?
4: Yeah, that's the thing. The the stars of Keegan are aligning and they're maybe coming back to find him. I don't know.
2: So, are we supposed to assume that the original thing that happened 3,000 years ago was in New York? In which case, are these New York? Good
1: question. These are all great questions. Back in
2: the day,
0: I didn't have enough time for the. Extended cut of yeah. the exposition in the beginning <laughs> that would have explained well. It actually wasn't in New York, but they traveled and it was a whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, Jeff also, like
1: look, we know Patrick Stewart is English, and like everything <laughs> here is like South American,
2: but like yeah. it's still it's Patrick Stewart. We but had to. Andy, put
3: him in. They're We're not know. expecting thirty olds to go back and watch this fifteen years later. I,
2: I do think that <laughs> when you've been alive for three thousand years, you 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 probably pick up a different accent than you started with, right?
1: Do you think three thousand years though is enough to fully transform to a different like? Dialect, because I know you know.
3: Yeah, we haven't seen Eternals yet. We don't know. Alana
1: mentions that she's losing her accent. Yeah, she still sounds Australian as fuck to me. You know. Yeah,
2: but I think I think if you go live Australia for ten years, you'd have an Australian accent.
4: I I was gonna say Alana's only been in the states for like what seven years, eight years, something like that. He's been. You have to imagine that Winters has been kicking around
0: Europe at least for two
4: thousand years, and maybe was like, "Oh, I'll go over to England because they became a massive power somewhere along the line," and he was like, "I'll just." he went teacher. to new jersey and he was like i
1: fucking hate this accent i gotta go somewhere else i can't like the <laughs> first guy off
4: the boat was like hey mr god i don't understand what he's talking about <laughs> right? he, it. he made it work there it is What's going on there What's it's like Oh dorit from uh brutal housewives yeah mm-hmm. you're like where the hell are you from because sometimes yeah. she's like, "Oh, God, no, i not," and, and they all make fun of her for slipping into like a British yeah. accent. You're like English yeah. accent. You're like, what are you talking about? Thank you, Nick. Thank I love you. her, dude. I'm on the. I was just level. saying it, hoping
0: you guys are gonna move on, but nope. Nick was right there. Let's <laughs> right. fucking go. She's, first from, time she's from fucking Cincinnati or some shit, and here she is, sounding like Greg Miller doing a bad fucking accent. Oh
4: no, yeah. Oh, they love. all made fun of her. It was like that time everyone made fun of Lindsay Lohan for just suddenly having an, an English accent, and she was like, "I spent." Alec like, Baldwin's wife. Hilaria.
3: Yeah. How is name hillary name Hilaria? yeah Hilaria but her name's just hillary
4: oh she got into a lot of trouble for that oh. though people were like what are you trying to do here? oh i remember this little controversy yeah, yeah it was not good I um hey i'm, I'm glad i was that, able
1: though. to catch back onto that story thread in the last <laughs> millisecond because i was so
4: lost for you few... you're not you're, you're, you're not just <laughs> speed on to from the real housewives of uh yeah Denver oh Hills, okay that's really what knows. tim yeah. was
1: doing i had no yeah. idea what the I heard Bree Bree. I was no, like, well, I don't Dorit. know what the fuck they're Dorit. talking about right now. Okay, yeah. got it.
2: Her got it. name That'd is be. spelled weird, though. It's not just Hillary. There's, like, way more letters than you need to have.
4: We're talking about Baldwin's wife now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just glad I I'm just like Captain American Avengers. I get that reference. Let's talk about this. I get that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. We get another awesome Night Watcher scene, but Casey Jones interrupts. He figured out that Raph it's Raph because you know he looks like a giant turtle in metal armor. Uh, and they argue over which of them is the sidekick and then hang out on the rooftop. And I like this scene. Raph catches Casey up. The criminals in the city never take a break, so why uh, should he have to be wait, wait for Leo to come back to fight crime? Uh, but he misses him and Casey tells him to go find Leo. And then he tries to confide in him about some parts of his personal life with April and Raph falls asleep. Uh, Winters right. uses a device to awaken the generals, uh, even though they, they remain in their stone form. But they come back to consciousness because the stars of Keegan have aligned. Uh, and then we see, I think, what is the coolest shot in the whole movie where a 747 flies in and the landing gear comes down. Who's riding it, Tim? Leo. Fucking Leonardo, dude. I love it. It's so tight. Many hang oh, glides back home, in home New New Scary York. stunt. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's a ninja, Andy. That's what they do. Yeah, uh, you and I, we roll, our, we roll our heels walking downstairs. These guys can hang glide off of the landing gear, mm-hmm. like Schwarzenegger from Commando uh let's see uh leo rides back to this uh, excuse me the movie uh this is where i put in the movie really did need to be with like having him have a stronger motivation to come back than just missing his brothers but i think that would have been good anyway uh leo kneels before splinter and he says i apologize for getting caught up in my own bullshit i failed and he says on the contrary my son now you are much stronger and then leo tells the sensei he'll make things right with the boys and splinter tells him you better because until you do you're forbidden for uh, forbidden to fight can uh, we talk Leo. about
3: Splinter really quick?
4: Yeah. Splinter. Why does he. Only if you say it right, Joey. Splinter.
3: Splinter. <laughs> I can't do it. Why does he look like a cat? Like, I don't feel like gone. this. Is, he doesn't look like a rat anymore in this movie.
4: Because rats are. Like ugly a saber toothed tiger. I don't know. He
3: lost. He definitely lost
1: a nasty rat veneer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't look like a. And maybe it's the suit, Joe. He's got gigantic sol- shoulder pads. Like g- th- This dude looks like he's ready for war at all times.
3: <laughs> yeah. There was just something about him that I was like, you don't really look like what I thought you were going to look like. But it of... is nice to see him with more movement. I do <laughs> like the red robe. Like, Very... He just like was stationary in the last few uh, movies. I look at those shoulder pads.
4: I think it's great. I love him.
2: You mm. think he found that in the, in the sewers? the robe.
4: No, I mean I think he I think he uses hyper rat intelligence to sew it. He downloaded the pattern off the internet, weaved the fabric himself and sewed it because apparently rats, as we've discovered before, can learn anything just by looking at them. If they're
0: so I was wondering how so long how- Nick was going to have to – how many words were going to take for him to yeah. get from he's going to sew this thing back to getting to a point of making fun of him learning a, a form of martial yeah. art? And you know what, Nick? That's you fair. did it in, in, in
4: a lot more
2: concise yeah. than I expected. So be. good for you.
4: Yeah. yeah, I practice sometimes. Sometimes I, I think, write these things I just don't
2: understand one. your hatred. I mean I, I understand it 100%. But it's just I, not – it's just so unreasonable how much you despise him. Before. it's not even it's... that. It's just
4: it stems from the fact that I think it's just a stronger rivalry if both of them were humans before and like the orig- the original. No, it's rivalry not. Between him and it's, not. Sense.
2: it's it's definitely the fact that you think it lessens your karate knowledge.
4: First off, it does. I mean we can all agree <laughs> that it does. It's it's
1: kind of Nick, I'm with you. It kind of feels like like all right, it's not that easy to learn
4: karate. Everybody chill out, you know. That was just a dumb that's Hollywood, just Hollywoodizing everything, man. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? You see people you go you go watch Rocky and they're punching each like, other in the Nick, face for fucking three hours no straight. We didn't respect
2: your your karate skills beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, right the- I'm, gonna, <laughs>
4: I'm gonna do
2: a Nick, kata Nick, I need kata for you to stand you right up, now. go back near your couch <laughs> and do a goddamn kata. I don't I think my my big problem with his outfit is it doesn't cover his, it his, his his doodle, you yeah. know.
1: Let, let's he's, make Nick bigger, please. He's doing the kata. Uh, Look at that. He's doing the kata. <laughs> he's doing it. See? I love this show. Oh, Audio listeners, it. you're <laughs> missing out.
0: Yo, that was impressive. Thank you Audio oh, listeners, you listeners missed that, out Nick.
2: above and beyond, baby. Yeah. You did it. I loved it. Audio listeners
1: missed out on a you,
2: show you guys right are there. You so easily impressed. <laughs> he didn't even do a single spinning kick.
4: I can't kick right now. My foot hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know? You want to know why my foot hurts? I keep getting foot cramps, Andy. Because when I play water, Modern Warfare, I like when we play Warzone at yeah, but... night. I I like curl my feet. Yeah. Up, uh... And I notice, I'm like, oh my god! At night they start cramping up on me, so I have to like flatten them out. on purpose. <laughs> How <laughs> many
0: hours do you put into Warzone a day?
4: Honestly, no exaggeration. Well, I've I've been playing Ratchet and Clank lately, so I've transitioned over to that. But maybe a, maybe a couple hours, unless unless we're fragging out and we're, like and we're in, two or we're, three. In, yeah, maybe two, three, like at night. But lately, I've been, because it was double XP weekend last weekend, I was trying to hop on when I could just to get my growl up to speed. Try to get my growl to like level Get the growl a. up to speed. Oh, it's like a guy. fucking shred. <laughs> it's, it's a, a laser, Tim. It's a laser. Wow. Anyway. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Donnie like, and Mikey. Just, look,
2: mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't cover his dick at all. Like, they had yeah. to make a shadow that makes no sense to cover his rack. To like, hide his hoo ha. Cool. I'm just saying I do you don't think like they covered it, or do you think
3: they just didn't give him one? I hate what? that they
0: Kevin brought this out. up, and I also hate that it led to Nick saying his rat dick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> is it rat <that>? to <laughs> All right, let's get back to the plot. <laughs> Mikey and Donnie are over overjoyed to see their brother Leo, but Raf is a cold, cold fish. Uh Leo wants to end the night watch, uh the night watcher and Raph instead of coming clean tells him that crime doesn't take a break and someone needed to fill the gap uh, left by them. Uh, The scene is interrupted by a roar from a nearby construction site. They sneak up to find a bunch of foot clan, getting their asses handed them by a giant gorilla monster. Leo wants to figure out a plan, but Raph once again is like, just fucking let's go and rushes in. uh, And then Leo asks Karai who she's working for, but she, uh, she and the clan just peace out with a pop of smoke. Uh, And then the turtles get their asses kicked until the general show up and handle the monkey uh, Karai, Comes back to threaten winners. He never said anything about monsters. Winners is like, You should be a better negotiator. Like I said, if I say you're, you know, get the terms down. And she's like, Well, monsters are not something that I would have thought about. And he says, Well, you know, ignorance of the law is not a defense. Okay. You can't just say, I didn't know, officer, what the mm. speed limit was in this area because you should know. That's on you, yeah. right? You're getting There's that ticket and the then you got to go to comedy mm. driving school for a whole weekend and it is terrible a
2: weekend
4: fucking terrible it's two days straight at the fucking holiday in by now. the airport
2: nick it's all digital you just go online you have someone else do the test for you it's yeah. all
4: politics now. can i pay someone to? can i pay your little brother spencer to do that for me
2: oh yeah he will pass <laughs>
4: perfect uh get him on the line uh let's see winners orders the generals to help karai and the foot gather the 12 and rainy monsters so they can take over the world Raphael neo argues some more until splinter comes in to watch his stories which i think is hilarious but a news report keys him into the truth <laughs> the one tree hill <laughs> <before>. <laughs> yes. it, was, it was the one tree <laughs> hill or gilmore girls i forgot. Oh, oh it was gilmore
3: girls yeah, yeah. It, it,
1: was, it got a good chuckle out of me
0: joey the three girls from one tree hill started a podcast just
3: i saw it's called that. drama queens i'm very yeah. excited
4: Wait, the three girls from One Tree Hill started a podcast called Drama Queens? Yeah. And they couldn't come up with a better name than that. They should have come up with One Tree Podcast. Three Tree Gals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's God, he was.
4: He's God, got to
3: Shocking that they don't put you two in charge of more branding
4: opportunities. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Kind of really but with winners laughing.
3: like those I, I'm Tiberius, Tiberius, oh, yeah. just really knocking it out of the park. Uh, oh, Paula, uh, Tim, like Tim, the, the Tim. level
2: of comedy, and it's just we make fun of them in hopes that they'll better themselves, <laughs> and they just <laughs> don't because that is relitigation. gals is good, man. <laughs> <laughs> treat gals,
4: <It's> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's see. He tells them they can't fight evil if they keep fighting each other. No excuses. Raph once again goes. He's like, screw this. And he goes at it on his own. We got a montage of the generals in the Foot Clan gathering up eight more monsters and imprisoning them in big tanks. April watches a news report about the generals while Casey heads up to the roof to hang out with Raph. They spot another monster and head after it. Uh, And then uh, they see it get darted and captured by the Foot Clan, and then Raph thinks they might be friendly until one of them hits the gargoyle with a dumpster, and then he's like, nope, they're not friendly at all, and then Casey recognizes one of the statues as the statue that they delivered, uh, but accidentally uh, knocks over a rock, alerting the generals to his presence, and then they just dart the shit out of Raph. So he pop pops smoke and hides with Casey in a storage shed, and I love all of that where he like pops the smoke and like he runs away. In case, in like, <laughs> case, <like>, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, thankfully, of course, before the monsters can burst through the doors, the police show up and scare them off. Raph passes out, so the turtles get a call to head over to April's to tend to him, and they find a stone throwing star embedded in his shell with a set with a, uh, an engraving uh, from South America. Casey tells them that the statue he collected for winters were one of the ones that attacked him. And then April reads the instructions on the throwing star about the legend of Yaddle. Um, Who up until this point, I'm like, was that the female Yoda? How do you say her name? Yeah. Yaddle? Is that Yaddle? Y-A-D-D-L-E. Okay, cool, cool. Not the same spelling. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Raf wants to go after winners, but Leo tells him that they need splinter's blessing first. So he's like, you know what? This is it. I quit this team. And then he leaves. And it's like you always quit, Raft. That's your that's your thing. That's what you do, Donnie. I do want
1: to I do want to point out real quick that I love that Noel North's voice is still got like you know decent amount of Brooklyn in it, but it's not the team or turtle uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles one of like everybody's a a teenager and this guy sounds thirty eight and yeah. he just lost his third job. You know, like yeah.
3: <laughs> I like that he still sounds
1: like a younger kid at, from Brooklyn, and it's not this. Oh, uh, the fucking turtles are over here! Like it's, it's so weird.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: is it wild that this movie came out fourteen years ago?
0: It's wild that it's fourteen years ago, and if if I remember correctly, it was fourteen years from the last turtles movie.
4: Oh, when this yeah, came yeah. out, I'm not in time. Splinter.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, you're like, why is my uncle Lou out there screaming again? <laughs> and my grandma's like, just let him do it. Wait,
0: what was your up. other uncle?
4: Earlier, Uncle Paul. Oh, Uncle Paul, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, we I got, got
0: I the
2: Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uncle Paul. I'm sorry.
2: People. Do you have, an, you have an Uncle Lou and your dad is named Lou?
4: Yeah, oh, my, it was my granduncle Lou. So it was his, I think it was the guy that my dad was named after. So my oh, grandma, my grandmother's brother either. was Lou. And uh, I was, it was just two loops in the family. Uncle Lou was the first person to teach me about polyester because he used to wear high waisted polyester pants from Florida to Southern California. And if you're asking yourself, hey, that looks really uncomfortable in the heat of both Florida and the humidity and also the heat of Southern California, it was. he was always sweating, always. <laughs> but he was so fucking tan, so tan that it was hmm. impressive. I, I, uh, I do have a question though about this. So you phrase this in a way of,
0: he's who taught you about polyester. I do <laughs> wanna go around to the table and ask Joey, <laughs> Kevin, Andy, and, and myself, did anyone ever teach you about polyester? <laughs>
3: hmm? No, well, and it also it would have was... been the last thing on my list if you would have asked me what Nick's uncle Polly taught him about. Wait, you guys absolutely uncle bottom. Polyester. What sort of lessons
1: are there? Well,
2: when we were growing up, like, polyester was normal. When Nick was growing up, they had literally just invented it. And I'm not joking. Oh, they had, like, guys, cotton, and then they were like, oh, this magic chemical that will not fuck up the environment.
4: I'll tell you one thing right now. Kevin's right. I was like, I don't understand what this is. And everyone's like, oh, it's great. It looks like the most uncomfortable fabric that you could ever make anything out of. It's stiff, but my Uncle Lou just used to wear polyester shirts with polyester pants, and they would be, like, contrasting patterns. And it was hideous. And then I, like white or mint shoes with them
1: for the intro to that. I thought I heard and my uncle Lou told me about Paul Yester. And I thought, oh, that must be a person in history. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like somebody maybe Nick has mentioned this His person uncle before. Paul. And then he said, yeah, and he used to wear polyester all over. And I was like, wait, he's talking about an uncle that taught him
4: about a fabric. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: I remember her very distinctly being like, "Mom, why does Uncle Lou wear those really tight, like constricting, lacking pants?" And she said, "They're polyester." And I was like, "We're on an adventure now." <laughs>
2: <laughs> let me not, let me go no, grab
4: the encyclopedia. I'm sorry. Hold <laughs> we on, hold just on left Catweazle. we just. I'm going to go down in, to in the...
2: er, Nick, in this story, you do realize your mom taught you about polyester, right?
4: Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, like, I, he was, like, the guy in front of me, like, wearing yeah. it. Like, Impetus
2: for
3: the body. question. I was, like,
4: yeah. Got it. Got it. When I say, when I say you know, mark the imagination. The, my dad taught me about, you know, nope. taxes. That's a literal one-to-one. Well,
3: he, but
2: did, he in didn't, fact, though. Me down like, he me still does taxes. your taxes, yeah. right?
4: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would get him to do my breaks, too, if he could. But, uh, you know, he's just too far. It doesn't make sense to fly him up here. Anyway, uh, winner's key. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph wants to go at it alone after Winners, but Leo tells him to splinter anyway. So he goes out at, at, as the Night Watcher, and then Winners gets an update from his general: two more monsters to go, but they didn't get them all. Although well, he's like, "But hey, if we get all these monsters, won't we all stop being immortal?" Winners is like, "Yeah, dude, um, just chill." Winners says, "Chill." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dotty calculates uh, that when the portal opens, they will lose a bunch of monsters will tear in, and they will lose the the world in a matter of weeks. so Splinter tells him once before, once more time to reconcile with raf While Winters' generals confide in in their brothers that their leader plans to betray them, so they they shouldn't find the thirteenth monster after all. They should just keep running shit. Then we cut over to a diner where a short order cook played by Kevin Smith Kevin's spots Smith. a monster. Oh, oh. yeah.
5: Not great um, acting, and you can hear, you
4: know? It ah, was improv. They were just yeah. like, say some fun stuff, Kevin. He was like, "All oh, right, he's back there. Uh, and this is a weird scene for me, because I'm like, oh, okay, they found the 13th monster. But that isn't the 13th monster. That's just a weird demon thing running around, right?
2: No, that was the 13th monster. They take Leonardo I the monster instead. was
4: a giant bronchiosaurus-looking thing that was chasing at the end.
0: Yeah, I was a little
3: confused this about must, this. The 12th?
0: Yeah, I think it, it must have been prior to the 13th. But, like, they didn't show him capturing it, so it was kind of weird. Yeah. Just,
3: just, like, runs around.
4: Like, this was an editing mistake. This this scene should have happened first or something like that, but they kind of wrote themselves in the corner. Anyway, uh, Raph shows up. He calls the cops, and Raph shows up first to get the little devil, but he proves a handful. So Raph uh, feeds him some smoke pellets, and off he runs. And then uh, Kevin Smith thinks he's robbing the store, and Raph's like, why can't I just convince everyone that I'm one of the good guys? And then a dart hits the cash register, and he's like, what? What's up?
2: I was answering his question of why he can't convince people that he's one of the good guys. And I said it oh, was his cause outfit. Oh, because he's wearing
4: a really scary outfit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I scared. will say that um, this is... One of those scenes that I feel like Andy was talking about at the beginning, where like the music in this scene of Black Betty was like, What the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Like in the kitchen, like this doesn't make any sense. Do I appreciate that they bring Black Betty in and because we all need Mm -hmm. to listen to it every once in a while? Yes, but it did feel very out of place.
4: I I liked it only because I think the way this is shot and then they cut inside of his helmet and he can't really hear that much and the thing's just like on it. I was like, Okay, this is a fun scene. This is where we're in, we're in funny games, but um. But I'm not gonna like say you're wrong for your opinion, Joey.
3: Thank you. It's just,
4: I have a better opinion. Uh, let's see. Raph tries to convince <laughs> Leo. corners him on top of the Fuck roof. Him, yeah. And gives him a little like. <laughs> <laughs> gives him a little lecture but raf's like is he fucking lecturing me right now and he's like i want to teach this guy a lesson on my own so they get it on and then raf's anger consumes him and leo uses it to his advantage knocking him into next week uh but of course when Raph's helmet comes off he sees the leo sees who the night watcher really is and he's like what the hell dude and they argue and leo tells Raph <clears> he's impatient <a> <throat> and impulsive and you know what i'm better than you I'm, like, I'm better than, better. than you fucking
0: straight chills i love this scene so much i love when leo comes up to him and is just talking 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 and it cuts to rap and he's thinking to himself like is he monologuing right now like i love that like it's like just the fucking best we've gotten from these guys and like earlier nick you said like oh it's the same story we keep seeing really like when we watch this movie especially after watching the ones we just watched and knowing your guys history with the Ninja Turtles, some of us watching the earlier cartoons, we never got anything this good. We, no. we, in our minds made Ninja Turtles way doper than it ever fucking yeah. was. Unless you read certain comic runs. Otherwise it wasn't that good. Honestly, we just made it cooler. Cause we played with the toys and we added a lot of story to it. This actually delivered that. And I thought it was really, really well done. Of, I saw both perspectives and I like Leo losing his shit. I like him saying I'm better than you. It's like, dude, you went too far there. Yeah. Like that's, that's not being a leader
4: at all well not only that but they fight again because uh, raf's like i'm done taking orders from you and then they fight and then this time raf fights a little harder and breaks leo's swords uh and then almost delivers the killing blow proving he's like hey you might think you're better than me but you weren't today and then uh both turtles kind of have that realization that they've both gone too far so raf runs away in anger and leo gets darted by the foot and they decide to take back and, the, and, the, and the, one of the generals is like, hey, this is not the monster. And he's like, yeah, guess what? Yachtel won't know the difference. We'll just pass him off as a 13th monster, and then we'll start wrecking shit.
5: Smart.
4: Uh, Raph, of course, hears Leo scream and turns around to find the foot, cutting him off. Uh, so he goes back and confesses to Splinter that he messed up real bad, and he knows why Leo is Splinter's favorite. And Splinter's like, "Is that my favorite. Uh, I love you all the same. Uh, but then he's like, but he is my favorite student, so hey. take that for what it's worth. And I was like, huh, that's... Pretty Seems, uh, mean thing to say. Yeah, kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, but he's like, you know, I love I love how passionate it are. I just wish you could pa- you can channel that passion into the team. Um, he tells Splinter they are taking Leo, and Splinter tells him it's time to come out of the shadows and kick some shell. I wrote that line to him. Uh Casey suits up for battle, and April surprises him with a suit of her own, uh, which includes uh, a little steel hockey mask for him because he keeps breaking his mask. And we've seen April um I, she was doing like a sword kata, so we were like, okay, she's gonna she's gonna be a ninja now. And then Karai. And the foot set up a defensive perimeter on the tower. But Casey distracts her so the turtles can easily sneak in. You're like, huh, that seemed like a missed beat. Um, and then the stars are keek in a lime. So Yaddle can open up the portal, but it doesn't quite work. And then Aguila tells him his time for giving orders is over. And Yaddle tells his generals, he want, he's like, listen, you don't understand. I want to undo everything that was done uh, and, 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 and end everything. And Aguila is like, no, 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 I understand that. Like in doing that, you will end all of us and winters is like yeah and he like yeah why would you think we would be cool with that <laughs> like that's basically ostensibly yeah. killing us <clears throat> which may and Winters is like oh, right, i didn't think about that maybe like i should you, you you get outvoted voted here winters yeah. yeah there's four of us here yeah uh, outside I, I, catch it wasn't
2: up. a democracy like he was the leader right like that apparently it is was, now because it feels like we
4: are more than you they're like also why do you have a
1: british accent what i have and he's like, and he's like yeah,
2: he, lived in, he lived in Britain. Let it go. They don't he know like, this though. This they is, don't this like. is, this is like Nick with the car. Remember when he was like, "How did it? How did Double car get the rockets?" And it was like, "Just leave it. It's all right. It I got mean, rockets."
4: The uh, realism of the universe they set up. It's like, why? When would he have time to go over and take all these all these antiquated gadgets and put them in the car? Why didn't he have cool invisibility? You know, like, Nick, come like, on astronaut. your side. Yeah, I'm well, on your I side. Andy, I'm on your side too. Give him a fucking Spanish <laughs> Andy, accent. Andy,
2: <laughs> I just remember, Wally got robbed. Give him a Latin okay? accent.
4: It did. You're right, Kevin. You're right. Thank you. Earlier, I said
0: Dory was from Cincinnati. She's actually from Connecticut. Oh, okay. Good. Thank Same you. Difference.
2: If I hear
3: one uh, more fact this about the these most tangents we've <laughs> ever had in a Turtles movie, it's important. it's important to
4: set the record straight, Joey. And you know, Black Betty, great choice for that scene. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> outside,
4: oh, outside, we catch up with the Turtles who are just mid fight. And it's a really, really weird cut and a huge missed opportunity because this is the first time they've really engaged with Karai, but whatever. Uh Splinter is there, too. It we were seeing
0: Splinter like... fight. Like, well, how fucking cool is that? This was the Yoda in Attack of the Clones moment of like, oh, my God, he's game. fucking doing it. And later he has yeah. some throwaway line where he's just like, ah, I still baby, got it. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. A, but it's just, it was just presented in such That's a, really like, a terrible way. weird way where it's like, cut in the middle of the action because it was a cool scene i liked seeing the fight they're doing but yeah. there was no build-up or context to the set piece so it was kind of just mid-con is
4: like yeah. what we needed was we needed a moment where like casey was trying to run interference and like somebody stepped on a branch or whatever and they look over and all the turtles are get surrounded finally and they start fighting you think they're going to win but then more foot clam pouring and who comes in to save them but splinter that's Let's a cool go. beat and then he helps free them and they all run for the door and then we get the payoff of course of uh, Casey breaking the vase and act one where the doors shut down and they're locked in. But that's not how it happened. They just had them flipping around and beating everyone's ass. And that was kind of cool. Uh, they head through the door, yada, yada, yada. Raph finds Leo and Donnie uses a small explosive device to free him. Uh, I like how, oh, by the way, this is something that's really, really cool. And I think it was a smart choice. So in the prior movies, the turtles were fucking huge. And I like that when the turtles stand next to everyone, they're actually smaller than than most humans. I think that's a really, really smart choice because I think that puts them sort of immediately at a disadvantage for all of their opponents and there's a little bit more tension there for it. Uh, a little bit more, you know, heightened drama. Um, I just think it's cooler that they're small too. Uh, Raph gives him two swords and tells him he's going to need them if he's going to lead us out of here. And Leo looks Raph in the eyes and says, I'm going to need you too, buddy. And then they hug. They mm-hmm. kiss each other. They <laughs> do that.
2: Why would you go incest? Is it incest
3: or no bestiality? Or is it both?
2: No, 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 because they're both somewhere. Weird I natives. guess it, they're both turtles. Yeah. yeah. If one of them had But they're been also a both human, kind of human. <laughs> if one of them
3: had then been. It was done with this conversation. would yeah. Andy, you it's one of those. It's a, it's a it's a, a
4: joke just. that halfway through me making, I was like, back it off. And then the arm went around and I was like, well, you're here yeah. now. You might as well try to sell it. And I did not sell it.
2: No. It it's did okay. not
4: get sold. Okay. Uh, anyway, Winters falls to the ground right in front of them, and Mikey has the best line in this whole thing, where he's like, "Winters looks like falls."
2: <laughs> it's a good moment. It was, yeah, made me laugh.
4: Great moment, and,
1: and he, he goes, "Get know. it, guys!" And then donnie goes. Rat or uh, Mikey, what do we tell? What yeah, do we, what talk we talk about? about, <laughs> about
4: right? Uh, April tells uh, he, them he needs to send all the monsters home. And Winter's like, Hey, listen, you're right, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to set everything right. I'm the good guy here. But agila and the other generals want to reopen the portal and use the monsters to destroy and conquer Earth. Uh, they tell Karai to swear allegiance to her, but the foot clan has honor, she tells them. They work for Winter's, which means they're going to help find the last monster and close that portal forever. Karai, Casey, and April take off in the turtle van to find the last monster and you're like oh it's gonna be a cool little adventure and had them trying to work together and figure it out while the turtles fight the generals uh winters wants to help but splinter stops him he says they are a team and he's like yeah but i'm really big and i'm immortal so i could yeah, probably beat really this guy's ass really he's strong. like no no no, they're a team and he's like but it's four on four five on yeah. four it just makes more sense yeah. and he's like they're like
2: we're a bigger team a fucking
4: team yeah and he goes okay uh and then april drives the cowabunga carmobile with the 13th monster chasing them you're like oh that was fast they just they found that thing pretty fast. Didn't have to do anything, really. Uh, meanwhile, turtles kick the generals through the portal, but they climb back out. We're immortal and made of stone. Without that final monster, we'll never be stopped. And then a second later, April drives to the doors with the 13th monster in tow, and she pulls a quick right turn, sending the beasts getting into the generals, launching everyone back through the porthole, which sends them skyrocketing into space and time and their other dimension, and they win. Casey has a little moment with Karai. And then was like, oh, this is weird. I hope April doesn't get jealous. So instead of just turning around and not making anything of it, he just kind of punts her out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then goes over and kisses April, which is very weird. Yeah. Uh, And then Karai tells them to, she says, save her this victory because soon Shredder's coming back and they will be enemies again. And then she pops smoke and they leave. April tells Leo he picked a good time to come home, uh, and Leo thanks her for bringing him back. And then, Winter's laughs to himself. He's happy because he's mortal again, and he thanks April and the turtles for helping him find his way home. "Quote: You've made an old man very, very happy." Then he bursts into golden particles and disappear. And Mikey accidentally inhales him and starts coughing.
1: I, I wasn't sure what, but before that, there's a, there's a weird moment where they're like, "Well, what happens next?" And he just kind of looks up and he starts. Dissolving right into spirit mm-hmm. form, and there's a small kind of shot where Raff takes a step forward, like as if he's gonna do something about this, and then Splinter holds him back, like "No, let him disappear," <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But I don't know what
4: Raff was gonna try to do. <laughs> Maybe Just scoop him up, put him in, him in a jar, put him on the mantle
3: It's comfort confusing. Him in his last moments.
4: Uh, maybe like I, don't a,
3: I don't feel so good Mr. Stark kind of thing
1: because I, oh I saw it as Raph being like oh shit what's going on we got to defend ourselves like <laughs> yeah I was very
3: confused there uh,
4: then they place Yadol's helmet on the shelf next to the rest of their fallen adversaries his trinkets and Raph uh, places the night watcher helmet there too, uh, signaling that he's done with it forever Mikey gets rid of the cow but takes the opportunity to get rid of the cow Bungo Carl helmet and so the team all heads to the roof to do some cool parkour. I love that the scene, guy
0: I love They're the reference to the old movies, like mm-hmm. I'm putting the stuff, and I love the stinger joke of, of Michelangelo bringing the, the thing. I think the pacing of it wasn't the best necessarily, but I think that it was a, a funny I scene. I
5: loved it. Leading it
0: into the, the final rooftops shit, which was the original teaser right. trailer for this movie. Oh, man. I, I fucking love it. There's nothing more quintessentially Ninja Turtles, Tom Nut. Then mm-hmm. this scene of them jumping parkour all on the fucking thing together, all uniquely moving in the way they should, and it ending with them saying, "We'll always be brothers." That's Come cool. on, man! And then gym the class heroes, baby, let's go. There it is. What
3: happened to Travis McCoy? Let's bring him back.
0: What too. happened? Oh, that is a very good question, yeah. Joey. He was on the top of the world. He wanted to be billionaire him him so fucking bad. so bad. God. You know he got famous because he was dating Katy Perry.
1: It's crazy she's in the video with them like that they she's in that first music video in uh cupid's chokehold or whatever yeah da 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 andy hit me seven syllables in the middle you need five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme haiku in review haiku in review You
0: can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Andrew Feisner did. A missing leader, lost brothers with no purpose. Mm, Wait, no shredder? Spoopy Witches says, banger ass soundtrack, all emo, all pop punk, all day. Oh, movie's pretty good. Uh, We got, let's see. Joe Merton saying, splinter gets his due. Always tear up with that voice. Mako is the goat. And Zaid Wilson says, if this doesn't take the top spot, I won't be mad. Just disappointed. And then Miscellaneous, making the return after a couple weeks of taking a little bit of a break here. Of course, we got the plot haiku. Glad I missed the last, but even with a great cast, this movie is ass. Leo and Raph mad. Dumbass argument they had. Vigilante's bad? Low effort haikus for this movie. I refuse. Good shit
4: won't be used. Damn, he didn't like it. I think Andy. That's wow, I don't understand poetry, but I think that was negative.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's definitely wow.
4: Good. Wow. Do you have Do you have a
1: soundboard, Andy? Um, I actually, yeah, I actually do. Let's see.
3: Wow. Thank wow. You. wow. Wow.
0: I love you. Wow. multiple ones. Fuck God, <laughs> I love us. Wow. All right, wow. wow. hit me she with some ragu that. bagu, please.
4: Wow. What's up everyone, welcome to Rad Guys Talk, Bad Guys here for Tumnut in review. Oh. Uh, the list is, hold on, let me see if I can, pull it up. there we go, right there, number one, Shredder and the Foot Clan and those amazing shoulder pads from TMNT, one, Trooper Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtle from two, and then rounding out the list is Lord Nurnaga and Walker and... Most notably, the screenwriters from the film *Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3*. Where do we want to put Winters, General Aguila, and the generals, and Karai?
2: I vote we put so, it above in, in the third yeah. spot. In the third spot. I
0: go number one have... easily because there's at least a plot, and yeah. there is a oh. twist of the bad guy is not actually a bad guy. And there was some cool action scenes because of the bad guys, even though the whole exposition sucked and all that. It's still a decided step above the others. Yeah. Cause it like, really
2: is shredder. Yeah.
0: I, shredder. I think that when you think, when you boil down shredder in the first movie and what he did, it wasn't much except diet and, and wear a blouse. He also so.
2: built a gang of teenagers that systematically took down the city's goods. Stole it all. Do you know how hard
4: it is to get teenagers to do good work? Mm-hmm.
2: He
1: also got flipped over by a fucking rat.
2: Whoa, by whoa, just whoa. A, hold on, hold on. A rat that's a expert in rat. karate. A rat. Right? A
4: highly intelligent rat. As <laughs> a highly intelligent like a super rat, rat
2: that's just <laughs> expert in karate. It is very simple to learn karate. And we all know that now.
1: Well, and we also got to give him some credit for coming back from the dead in the next movie. <laughs> like that's... Thank you. Raise your, your hands, hands
2: if you think... zombie mutant.
4: Raise your hands if you think Super Shredder and the Wolf... Or, excuse me. Uh, Winters, the Generals, and Korai are better than Super Shredder and the Wolf and the Snapping Turtles.
0: Karai and the Foot are dope.
2: Wait.
4: Everyone except
2: I'll I, I, I misunderstood. This is... So you're saying better than...
4: Yes. The two? Higher up on the list than those. Oh, I
2: put my hand down. Yeah, okay. Well,
4: uh, whatever. Keep your hand up if you think Shredder and the Fo- uh, excuse me, Winters the General and Karai are better than Shredder and the Foot Clan and those amazing shoulder plaids from from the first one. Just me and Tim. And
3: oh Oh, Andy with the last <laughs> minute. Right.
4: So uh, it is official. They are number one now. Winters, the Generals, and Karai are
3: number one really on the list for rad guys. Talk bad guys for Tumnut in review. I have That's one well. more question before we finish this out. Are you guys telling me that I've watched four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies and I haven't seen Bebop and Rocksteady once?
4: Correct.
2: Yeah.
3: But- okay. Just making sure. But future no future spoilers. Spoilers. No future
4: spoilers. <clears throat> Megan okay. Fox is in the next one.
3: Is she Bebop or Rocksteady? She might be. She's both.
4: She might be both. Her <laughs> name, her character's name is Bebop Rocksteady Fox. It's weird. It was Why do like
5: her
2: last name? Is it because
3: I, it's a bold choice. They could have <laughs> casters her as April O'Neil, but Bebop yeah, and Rocksteady, uh, like, Lohan Twin situation from the Parent Trap, I yeah, like it. Exactly,
0: Joey. It's <laughs> time it. to rank the Tumnut universe. Currently, number one, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Number two, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. And number six, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, <laughs> Turtles in Time. <laughs> Where do we want to rank TMNT.
4: I think this is It's number one, baby. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
4: I think it's the most cohesive movie. I think uh, the jokes work. I think the choreography is great, and I think it could. It's not the best movie, but I think it's far and away more of a better cohesive than film them. than the first three. Yeah, Andy, I want to uh, hear you say it.
1: It's it, like, Damn, I'm it, I'm it. in that sort of Nick Scarpino thinks Fast and Furious one is better than the later ones, and uh-huh. Iron That's Man right. one is better than the later ones. Like, I think I. I'm much more fascinated by the nostalgia that the first one gives me, even though the first one's second right now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in that situation, too. Like, if number one, if if TMNT 1 were rank one, then I'd be like, I'd put Tumnut at number two. But since it's not, I'm in that weird sort of positioning. Um, I'd say, yeah, I'd say this movie's number one, an overall better movie, but I personally enjoyed watching... T, uh turtles fucking shit tumnut one more mm-hmm. than tumnut
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there you go number one tumnut number two
1: secret of the ooze number three
0: turtles 1990 and number six ninja turtles three debatably turtles in time next week we are returning with another movie called teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs>
2: Can't wait. Call. can't wait
0: can't um, wait i'm 2014 okay michael bay it's happening we are also this week reacting to luca the new pixar movie coming out for free on disney plus go check that out this week this, this week this, this friday week. Yes, Kevin, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. it's happening right. fun I stuff but until then i love being eternal tom nut